Welcome back to Actors with Issues, the weekly podcast where we interview the rising stars of TV, film, and Broadway, giving you an inside look at the entertainment industry from the ground level. I'm your host, Juan Ayala. Today, I am joined by Broadway actor Marcus Shane, who has performed in the Broadway production of Mamma Mia and the National Tours of Anything Goes, The King and I, and is about to go back on the road for the National Tour of Mean Girls, the musical. Marcus, welcome to the show. Yeah, I'm so excited to meet you. I mean, you must be excited. You're about to go back on the road after, I don't even, how long has it been since you last oh, performed? Gosh. Like, God. It's been, a, it's been a long time. It's been, I mean, to me, it's been like 15 years, but it's only, <laughs> it's only really been like a year and a half. A little more than a year and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, before we get started with um, with our interview interview, we always like to start with an icebreaker round uh, called Getting to Know You. It's just a bunch of rapid fire questions. All right. So we always start with an easy one. Coffee or tea? Oh, my God. I'm drinking tea right now. So <laughs> I just drank tea before he literally said tea. <laughs> Definitely tea. I don't I've uh, never I, I've drank coffee like one time in my life, I think. And I didn't like it. Oh, Marcus, we can't be friends. I don't know if this is. Gonna I know. Be- I drank. I drank it one time, and I it like made me feel like crazy. So yeah, <laughs> I get it. Uh, what is the first job that you ever had? First job I ever, uh, real job. Uh, I what I worked at Arby's when I was thirteen years old, and you had to be fourteen. And I got fired because my mom came in and asked for my birthday off, and she was like, "Oh, he's turning 14. They were like. You, I lied on my application, said I was 14 because I wanted a job that bad. <laughs> uh, what is your most recent binge watch? Oh, um, Squid Games. Have you seen it? I haven't. I haven't yet. Well, There's like 15 other shows it. I'm watching right now. <laughs> I get it. I get it because I just finished White Lotus and Nine Perfect Strangers. But I literally, uh, my two best friends that I live with, I made them watch Squid, Game, uh, Squid Games last night and they're obsessed. It's like such a good and it's all Asian. It's yeah. all Asian cast and it's just amazing. It's so awesome. Yeah, I've heard it's like wild. It's like it's wild game show. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> and I'm not good at gore. So like I have to kind of look away sometimes. But it's <laughs> it's a very it's very I like watched it at the gym today, too. So it's very good. Uh, what is your go to karaoke song? Oh, God, uh, I don't really do karaoke, but if I had to pick one, it would be probably this is embarrassing i would probably say lou bega and mambo number five don't judge me <laughs> it's um, very very embarrassing what is a show that you've watched through multiple times oh the office duh. yeah that's the only answer uh where answer. do you find yourself on your day off uh on just on tour or like uh, on my day off i like to I think I just like to stay in bed until like maybe like 2 p.m. <laughs> no, <laughs> very lazy. Um, but if I'm on tour, I'll wake up and go to the gym whenever I want to. And then I'll just I just hang out with friends, you know, tour life with the, everyone just having fun and hang out with friends. But yeah. while, while I was on COVID, because every day has been a day off, like I'll just wake right. up whenever I want to and just like, I guess just like binge my best friend lives here i live with my best friend and he and i go to lunch every day and um yeah it's, it's gonna be a very di- i start mean girls in like three days from now so it's gonna be a very big wow. transfer from yeah. me just hanging out with my best friend every day oh um would you rather play a hero or a villain oh my god you know what's so funny about that is i got um I just took the Hogwarts test the other day and I got Slytherin, which I really do love Slytherin because 
you know, it's uh, everyone thinks they're villains, but they're not. They're just really hard work. I, but I would rather play a hero. I think villains are more fun, though. Villains are more fun. Villains are way more fun. And in Disney, just alone in Disney, they get the better songs. You got like they do. Souls, you know, it's just. What's your favorite Disney character? Sorry, I'm interviewing you now. Oh. Are very uh, Disney villains like at the top three? Ursula, Scar, and Jafar probably. But Ursula is my number one answer, so yeah. you got that best yeah. song ever. <laughs> uh, what is a movie that never fails to make you cry? Cry. Um, well, I cry. Bridesmaids makes me cry laughter, and a movie <laughs> that makes me cry. I wa- <laughs> This is such a nerdy response. Have you ever seen Hundred Foot Journey? Mm-mm. Okay, it's so it's uh, um Helen Mirren's in it and it um it's about the uh, these um uh Indian Americans that move to or they they're in a fire and they uh their family has to move because they have nowhere else to go and so they move into this French town um and Helen Mirren is like across the street from them and they have this like restaurant this like a Michelin star restaurant and she's like very like uppity and this like mm like family moves in across the street and she's like what are they and they bring like all their culture to the place and it's in the middle of the hillside it's gorgeous um and they just like butt heads oh my god you need to watch it it literally (laughs) it's the only thing i watch in my hotel rooms when i'm on tour i'm like if if it's on if it's on demand i like put it on uh what is the first acting job that you ever had job I, i was in i was a son in kindergarten um as and we sang "You Are My Sunshine," and I had like a plate on my face. But like acting job, job, I. Oh, you were like the sun. Okay, I thought you were like yeah. the sun. Yeah. Okay. No, I was thus. I was the sun. Man. Besides that, my first like professional acting job, I um, worked at this uh, regional theater in Indiana, um, and it was called Wagner Theater, and it was like the, mm. it was one of my. Fa- it's my favorite job to date still, and. It was, it was, it's just like, you know, when you're that young and you're so excited, you just like want to do everything. And I got to like, I got to work like five shows in like eight weeks. (laughs) The dream. (laughs) If you had to choose one plays or musicals. Oh, definitely musicals. I get, this sounds so bad, but I get, I graduated in theater performance. uh, So Mm -hmm. I just did plays, but I plays, I get bored if there's no singing or dancing. You need to play it's about bad. a musician or about a dancer. Like, yes, <laughs> exactly. Something. Yeah. That sings and dances. Co- right. Totally. Uh, screen acting or stage acting? You know, um, definitely stage acting just because of my roots. But um, screen acting, I got to do like a pilot a long time ago. And it, it was actually so fun. It was just like a whole nother level. And I really loved it. Where if I could go into it, I would totally would. Uh, last question. Describe your worst audition in three words. No further explanation <gasps> needed. Okay. Um, wicked dancing through. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it, well, yeah, it was just, yeah, it was, it was that song and I was really bad at it. <laughs> I was still, right. I was very non-equity, but I, very it was my first audition in the city. <laughs> I was very non-equity and I was like, oh man, I was like, I'm so bad at that. So Marcus, so where are you from? Where did you grow up and how did you find yourself where you are today? Like, how did you get started acting? I was adopted from Seoul, South Korea. Um, and I grew up in a, a suburb of Ann Arbor, Michigan. It's called Novi. 
Um, I, my parents put me, took me to a show every week at the Fox and Fisher Theater in Detroit and I fell in love with it. So then I auditioned for King and I when I was like three or, or third grade or something and I got it. It was like with Shirley Jones and I was so excited. And then I just kept doing theater until I like got kind of burned out. And then I mm. uh, stopped it for a while. And then I rejoined everything like in high school. With Crazy the- For You on crew. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I remember pulling the curtain open for Crazy For You in my high school. I was like, yeah, I was like, I'm going to be an actor again. And where'd you go to college? I went to college at uh, Western Michigan University. It's this place in Kalamazoo, Michigan, which everyone says it's not a real place it's a real place um (laughs) and uh yeah we've had like I I graduated like a lot of awesome people like uh Hannah Ellis who was uh the lead in Bright Star and Mikey Winslow and um there's been like other people like uh Maren Maisie R.I.P. came from Mm -hmm. Western um but yeah it's just like it's it was an awesome place just like I also graduated in theater performance and not uh musical theater performance so it was just, I like already knew I could sing and dance kind of <laughs> like, I was like, I need mm. to concentrate on acting. So um, it was a good, it was, it was a rare, very, very good uh, undergrad. It's interesting because a lot of um, theater performers that I know will prioritize dancing over anything else or prioritize singing over anything else. So then it's almost like I'm a singer and a dancer first and actor last, but honestly, like to me, like, knowing people who are the opposite you just get like sucked into their performance more because like they're concentrating on the character and on the acting do you find that's sort of similar uh totally i i am kind of a in the middle of the road person where i i i can kind of dance good i can kind of sing good and i can i i have full um i feel like my acting is the top thing that is on top of my talent um, but I just, you know, if you go, anyone can dance. There's so many dancers now in New York City and they all go into the same room. They all kick their face. They all do the splits. They all do Russians. They all do back handsprings. And if you can't actually go in after that, after your callback and read the lines off the page that the show is about with intention and integrity, it's not going to happen. And I've seen it happen with like all the shows I've even auditioned for, like, um, for Mean Girls, we had a, our final, final callback was for Tina Fey and for whatever and um, Casey Nicola. And we all went in, there was 10 guys. We had a final dance callback and the final 10 guys that got called back, they were like, okay, guys, they were like, so you dance great. Congratulations. So did everyone else, but you need to be able to read these lines. So they gave us lines. They asked us coming with the song and I was the last, I was number 10 out of 10 of the final callback day. And every guy went in and got cut. Like, so I was watching these guys go in, sing their song and leave. They're like, Oh yeah. They they were like, you're done. You're done. You're done. So I went in and I was like, something's off for here. I was like, I was trying to figure out my mind. Like, what did they sing? What did they do? Mm -hmm. And I realized that these kids were going in for mean girls. Like it's not chess or Jekyll and Hyde. They're going in for mean girls and singing these slow songs they're singing like um ballads like (laughs) yeah these ballads these like gorgeous ballads and they all sounded amazing they all had a better voice than me um but I I was like this is so dumb and I talked to my friend in the hallway before this and I was so nervous because Tina Fey is like one of my like idols like 30 Rock's my favorite show and I I I remember just being like 
they're all getting cut. And I was like, I feel like I should sing something funny and stupid. And she was like, she's like, yeah. She was like, just go in there and do it. And I was like, okay. And this song I have is like my college audition song. It doesn't go above an E. And like, <laughs> I was like, okay. I went in and I like, was just like, I'm going to be goofy AF. And I pretended I was like Elvis. Cause it's like a very, like, <laughs> it's a very like Elvisy song. And I, um, and they just started laughing so hard. And I was like, Oh God, this could be either bad or, and I didn't stop right. like my voice. I, we just danced for like two and a half hours. I was just like, okay. But at the end of the day, it like, it worked. And Casey was like, can you come back at three to read for this, this, and this, and this, and this, and this. And I was like, of course. And then he told me I got it that night. So it was just, it was very like, it's just like, you need to, you need to like know how to act. You can't just go in a room and just like, be pretty it's not it's great it's great if you're pretty it might get you in the door but at the end of the day they want people that can like act and that can sing and that can dance and even dancing with intention is important it's like my uh my best friend sitting right here um but he owns a dance studio like a awesome dance studio in minnesota and um he teaches he grew up with musical theater he was in rent on Broadway and all this stuff but he teaches he implements all those things he learned from musical theater in a dance studio where Mm -hmm. he's like you guys need to do everything with intention, 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 intention. And whether it's dancing, singing, acting, going to the bathroom, do it with intention. You need to make sure everything is with like meaning. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because with, I've noticed a lot that this sort of, and maybe it's like due to training because in training, they will drill dance into you. They will drill singing and acting technique and all of that but they don't necessarily teach you audition technique. And if they do, it's one class. It's like one semester. They don't drill into you that you can't approach auditions with a one size fits all type of mindset. Like Broadway comedies are rare now, especially musical comedies back in the day, like shows like crazy for you and all these Gershwin shows are very funny. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. There was always like the, there's always like the silly sidekick or whoever, you know, so you needed those like comedic chops. And because that's not so much the case anymore, you've got your Dear Evan Hansen's and, you still got your like sort of more dramatic moving type of shows where comedy isn't at the center. So they sort of forget to teach that like, Oh, if it's a comedy, you can't just have like, you know, Jekyll and Hyde is not a song that you should, you know, any song from there is not something that you should do in that sort of setting. So it's right. good. You had that song ready in your back pocket, sort of like a sillier sort of song to help fit that because it's like, that's not, it fit the world of that show and not the other you know, yeah. Else, and you it's, know? I also think schools these days concentrate a lot on a one thing. So you go to U of M and they're concentrating on one thing. You go to CCM and they're concentrating on a thing. You, at this point in time, you can basically see the students that come out of those schools and know where they came from. So if like someone's really good at this, you can be like, that person went there. This person's good at this. They went there. Yeah. At, they should like, every, everything should be cohesive and really you know, they should teach everything to everyone instead of just concentrating on voice. If you're going to musical theater, make it musical theater, implement all three of the skills that need to be done and really make it a program where they're going to benefit from everything. You have four years. It's a very long time. I spent a lot of, I I just know, uh, especially my friends in the musical theater program at Western, spent a long time in classes they'll never need like music theory and, or not music theory, um, like piano lessons where 
you know, none of them had interest in piano where they're like, yeah. I'm not, I'm going to find someone to do this for me. But they spent years doing that stuff where they could have literally instead have gone and done a oh, sorry, class about what to do going into a room and making connecting with creative team and connecting with this. And so I think that would be way more impressive and more helpful to these kids that are graduating college like it would just yeah. it would be awesome yeah for sure there definitely needs to be a a, a better curriculum concentration yeah like an updated like it helps if you know piano but who has access to a piano at all times like you know right. like oh i can pluck and, out this tune but it's like is it that helpful if you're in new york city and you can oh no well i'm even talking you know. about like piano five they made like i remember my friends were like piano three and four five and six and like you had to keep going and i was like they were like we have to learn like both and i was like you yeah. guys like as long as you can at least just be like dun, dun, this is my harmony for yeah. this song like exactly. that would be helpful which is like yeah. not past piano too <laughs> um is there anything that you know now that you wish you learned earlier in your career Oh yeah, totally. Um, I wish that I knew not to give a crap about um, what people, creative teams thought of me. Um, I go in now to auditions and I am just such a goofball. I actually love helping kids now these days talk about it um, because you, I, you know, I used to go into rooms and I've always been myself as my best friend can attend. He's, he knows the story. This is a bad, very bad story. Nobody <laughs> listens to the story and nobody do this, but I would literally be the goofiest person in rehearsals. I would wear like inappropriate hats. I would do like the most inappropriate things. And the directors hated me. Like all the regional directors that I worked with were like, take that off. Like, you can't do that. You can't do this. And I'm like, okay. And then I started working with the Tony award winners. Like Kathy Marshall and Bart Shear and Casey Nicola now and they all like love me because I'm such an idiot like I'm such a goofball <laughs> idiot and I literally go into the room I act like myself I'm mm. like I, I, I'm sure if anyone see my Instagram they know I'm just an idiot like I'm a goofball idiot and I just have learned to not really care and if you act like yourself and and really and by acting like yourself I don't mean if you think you're a mean person, act like that. I mean, like right. be yourself to the point where you walk in and you feel comfortable being yourself. Don't be rude. Always be polite. Um, never, you know, it's just never, my motto is never be mean. Like when you walk into a room, don't be mean. Like there's so many people that walk into auditions and have such a negative a negative just aura about them. Like, don't be that person. And, and, you know, be goofy. If you're goofy, be sassy. If you're sassy, it's just, it's something that really, it pays off and um, it makes you stick out from the crowd. And nowadays, especially like, it's hard to stick out from the crowd. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's like you walk into a room and there's 8 million other people like you. So um, do whatever you can to stick out, but not, be genuine don't stick out for the wrong reasons. Right. don't exactly. don't walk into a room and be like i'm gonna stick out to stick out just be yourself like i go into like i remember going to the room um i didn't book it but i went in for a final callback for casey nicola for aladdin and last year and i remember walking and being like oh my god queen i love you so much and he like loved me and he like remembered it when mean girl started he was like he's mm -hmm. like you were the one that came in and was like Bubble, and I was like, yeah, I was like, I'm just like, love you, man. I've seen you on TV. I've seen you on the Tonys. Like, 
you know it's just like it's and you know he's just and he's such yeah. a big nerd too like it's just you know people like people like connections even the directors that seem so scary and they're just they're just like us yeah i've heard that about casey specifically i've i've yeah. interviewed a few of your other cast members kabir barry was on our show oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah and um and one of the uh he's now or he has been in uh, a standby genie in aladdin for a few years now um uh, joan crawley and he you know just like blowing things to say about people like casey who are just like super collaborative and will like vouch for you um oh yeah and whatnot like he's just like and i love that there are directors like that because you know just we all hear stories about certain directors and all of that stuff but it's great to see, yeah. hear that there are still these wonderful people it's great yeah i've actually never heard of like any bad directors on i mean i've heard of bad directors on broadway them or whatever i mean the regional directors i've had have been so like closed off but then even like someone like bart Shear, who he has such a bad rap because he's like so like he has like a like a rest what resting can i say that resting bitch face yeah you um, can swear you he want. has <laughs> like yeah he has a, he has like a resting bitch face where he'll be like he you, you come into the room and he'll be like but it's just like it's at, he he's the nicest guy like we yeah. actually get along the best like like we we message each other on instagram all the time and he's just like i'm always like bitch i'm like come over to like whatever and he'll always like we're not like i was on king and i he'd be like are you guys still at the bar like he's just like <laughs> the like he's so scary to me in real life when i met him for the first time and behind it like he didn't even look at me when i first like came into the room i was like oh my god that guy hates me but <laughs> after i worked with him he's just like the biggest teddy bear in the entire world it's like it's mm. just so cool to see because like you think that these people are scary and they're not they're just like you yeah we're all just people artists trying to get by you know i know um yeah bart is probably one of my favorite directors in terms of like his body of work like i love like in the piazza and bridges Madison county like all of these like, oh my god like yeah i Go ahead. i sat down with him uh for i did the king and i workshop and i he sat down next to me i was against the wall because i was very overwhelmed i never did king and i before and we had to learn every dance part with chris catelli and i was so scared and i was just sitting against the wall and Bart comes up to me after lunch and he sits down next to me and he was like, Hey man, he's like, how are you doing? I'm like, what's going on? He's like, Mr. Muscle man. He's like, yeah, he's like, you have so many <laughs> muscles. And I was like, I sat there and I was like, Oh my God. I was like, why are you talking to me? I was like, you are this guy. And he was like, he's like, oh. and we sat and talked for like 15 minutes. He told me how his family, you know, his, he has so many brothers and sisters. And he was like, he's like, yeah, they just think I'm a regular guy. Like they don't, you know, I was like, don't, they must like have like shrines to you and they're like houses. He's like, he's like, no, it's like, they like, you know, they'll come to my show once or once or twice or whenever they can make it. I'm like, what? It just was crazy to me. And yeah. like, I was just like, oh my God, this guy is just such a regular dude with this family that like, you know, when you like so many people have family members that aren't in theater and you know, like my mom and dad don't know the difference between my community theater shows and mm. something that's been on Broadway. Like they just are proud of me no matter what, which I'm very, very thankful for. But it's at the end of the day, it's like, it's like, there is a, like, you're like, Oh, this is such a big difference. And he just is a regular dude too. He's like, yeah, my family, they don't, they don't know the difference between the Tonys and some community theater like reward. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> great, man. Like, that's awesome. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, so what is the, or what would you say is the biggest uh, misconception you have sort of debunked about the industry? It's not as scary as it seems. It's once you unlock that first big job um, and you work with these people and you understand that they are just people like you, mm. nothing's scary anymore. Like I'm not scared of I might be scared of one or two co-stars once or twice here and there because they might be like very, very off-putting at first. Um, but other than that, I, you know, it's just, it's basically like any other show that you did growing up. It's like you go to work and, you know, I, I think that it's awesome that I understand it as a work because once you put that in your mind, you're like, this is my work instead mm -hmm. of I'm doing this because once you know it's your work and you're getting a paycheck for it, I'm like, oh, it's not scary. Like this is your job. People go to right. jobs from nine to five and I'm doing this from 10 to whatever. So it's like, it's not, it's not uh, scary anymore. It's just, it's just, it's auditions can be scary, but like right. once you get past that audition, like everything else really, really falls into place. Auditions are the worst, man. <laughs> I like don't want to go back to them. I don't even want I even just saying that gave me PTSD. Um, but how long has it been since you auditioned for something at this point? I actually oh no, I was in final callbacks for K-pop a month ago, two months ago. Um, I had like five final callbacks for it and then it got canceled. Um yeah, I heard I was about to ask. I'm like, didn't that get postponed for it a got postponed? I don't know what happened to it. I yeah. I just know that they like called me in for it. They, I went, I stayed in New York for like so long. And then I went back to New York for it. I flew like in and out, did like spent so much money that I don't have yet, but I will. Thank you, Mean Girls. Um, but <laughs> I, yeah, it was just very, very long process. And then nothing came from it because it got canceled. And I was like, oh. really? <laughs> yeah. I was like, come on, but it's gonna, I'm, I'm, I think it's gonna be an awesome show. Um, so with our show, it's called Actors with Issues, not to imply that our guests have issues or anything. I but, definitely uh, do. It's <laughs> <laughs> but it's you know, we always love to uh shed some light on issues that actors commonly face, whether it's um sort of more broad problems like uh, audition anxiety, imposter syndrome, or if it's talking about representation, um diversity, inclusion, anything like that. So is there anything in particular that you would like to sort of share some of your experience? I would be stupid not to bring light to it again, but I just with, because of who I am, like just this, the Asian representation on Broadway and the way the shows are changing now for the better, um, like shying away from the Miss Saigon, the King and I is the, um, which both shows have been very great to me. But I, um, and Parshree did a very, very good job with the new one. Um, but it's just one of those things where I would really, really, really like to see new faces and new people in these things. I, you know, and even when you open up the floodgates to other ethnic, uh, 
well, yeah, anyone that's like Asian or Indian American or uh, Middle Eastern or uh, any, just anyone, I would love to see not just the same people doing that stuff. You know, it's, it's, you need to open the floodgates totally. And I want to see like a complete new Broadway. Like it needs to be, there needs to be like everyone of every single ethnicity on that stage. It can, I, I, the, anytime I see, and I just think this happened with the Emmys the other day. Um, oh, it was infuriating. How was a record number of BIPOC nominees, but every winner was white. And not to say that those actors didn't deserve their wins because they did, but it's like, it's just, it's, you can't help but fault. Right. It's insane. <laughs> and it's, it is infuriating. And, you know, I didn't watch the Emmys, but I read about it the next day and I was like, this is not okay. Like these things are not okay. And then seeing the Tonys when Slave Play won literally nothing. <laughs> and I'm sitting there and I was like, you guys talked a big talk, but nothing changed. And no one's walking the walk. No one's walking the walk, which you need to do. You need to like step into those pants and actually do it and not just post something for the likes on Instagram. It needs to be, you guys are actively trying to change and you had a great opportunity to do it. And great. You invited Audra McDonald to, to host and you invited these people to perform. You, you guys need to do better than that. It needs to, and with everybody, it needs to be with Asian Americans, with everyone. It needs to be on every step of the level and level of stuff. And um, I just don't see it happening yet, which is why there's just so much more work to do. Um, but again, I'm just very, very much for, you know, I, I'm a big avid, like I'm a big, like just person that is not going to sit there and, sit by like mean girls is opening up this huge thing to uh at this point we opened up a huge thing to have people that are very very intrigued about the causes that they want to help um post about it so we're making a mean girls thing that is what's it called uh the scan codes the qr codes yes the qr codes we're doing like a huge qr code thing um in the program where like uh, everyone in the cast like can uh, contribute and the people in the audience can scan the code. I think it's something like Hamilton's doing, um, mm -hmm. but it's going to be awesome. And we can really get our causes out there and we each get to pick a cause and we each get to have it featured every week um, with the program. So it's going to be like really cool for the audience to see. Mm -hmm. It's going to be really awesome. And mine's going to be stop Asian hate. And um, I just, am very, very excited about it because I've been doing a lot of work with unapologetic unapologetically Asian yes and um what else like there's just so many things that need to be addressed with the Asian community and um I think that you know everyone's gonna have their time in the sun um but I'm just excited to see like more change happen on Broadway and, and not Broadway but regional theaters tours Everywhere, the whole industry yeah just the whole industry high schools it, it starts <sighs> from below like it needs to start yeah. happening in high school middle school I don't care if it's choir I don't care if they're doing like Susical Junior like it needs to start <laughs> with that like it really does and like I I because those kids like I grew up in a predominantly white neighborhood and you know I didn't really get to ever be the leads ever even through college and so then when I moved to New York and like I got a lead once or twice I was like this is crazy to me I was like I never used to be able to do this um but 
you know, that's, and I believe if we instill that confidence in kids that are in middle school and high school, that they can be that they'll move to New York city and be like, I can be this instead of like, can I be this? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That was such a struggle for me, especially coming up, um, doing, you know, like high school and local theater and all of that. I would look at the seasons of, of the local theaters and I'd be like, Oh, there's no place in that show for me because it's, Exactly, man. Like, what are the odds of them casting a Latino in? I mean, mind you, I was very lucky that I had very wonderful directors who would cast me in shows like The Mystery of Edwin Drood and In Assassins, even though there are no Latino assassins. I played an Italian because they're like, you can, you're an actor, you can do it. Like, right. Um, and it's like it's so there's this um website that I uh, do some occasional writing for called Latin Babbler show they're like a podcast as well and i did because it's hispanic heritage month now i did like um an article called que viva broadway which means like long live broadway um celebrating latinx excellence on stage and i had very select number of shows to pick from uh that were about hispanics i was like okay there's right. on your feet evita west side story and with evita almost every person that's played eva prone has been white exactly um, love you patty but jesus uh you originated the role but like let's <laughs> move on Yes. Um, and you know, the, uh, West side story, of course. And just, that was kind of it. I'm like, there's like literally a handful of shows around his in, and even looking at like women on the verge of a nervous breakdown based on a Spanish language movie. And they're all white women. It was Laura Benanti and, and Patty Lapone again. And, you know, just like very frustrating to see. And like you said, for, for Asian representation there, I mean, Allegiance had a super short lived run, unfortunately, it um, did. It that did. was the most like m- recent musical that was like a predominantly Asian cast. And then, like you said, there's the Miss Saigons, there's the King and I's, which every Asian guest that I've had on the show has been like, yeah, we need to stop doing those <laughs> shows or at least rework right. them in some way. Um, yeah. And it's just, it's something that, like you said, it really needs to start at the beginning. We don't need all white productions of West Side Story right. in high school. You guys well, have so also- many other shows. <laughs> so many and I think that you know with new shows coming through like this uh even with like you know Hamilton Jeremy Hansen like they're they're wicked now I I also think wicked could have I mean oh I'm hopefully no one hears this but like wicked could have done a very much better job of implementing people of color from a very long time ago it's in this like made up world and like and my friend Brittany she just started doing the understudy like two years ago I want to say you're gone we did Mama Me together and she was on the today show um doing uh Glinda with uh what is this feeling and she's phenomenal hmm. and um she it's just like I heard she was like the first Glinda to be a person of color and I was like that should have happened a long time ago right you're like why is this a headline now right i'm like this they've been open for so long and it's in a made-up world it's like if they can't happen there it's like where's it going to happen right it's like you're if you're looking at like fiddler on the roof that's one thing it's like a jewish community in russia but these other shows that are like fantasy like (laughs) totally why is it not been why haven't there there's been one person of color that played fiero and i think it was tay diggs like forever ago that Oh, wow. And that was forever ago. Like that was early in the run, Jeez. you know, and, and just all the, and like you said, all these other roles, like why are, how come the only Latinas playing Alphaba are in the Mexican productions? 
in the Spanish language right. productions. Like, why are right. we limiting everybody? Or um, someone made a wonderful point about the 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 Korean production of Beetlejuice. Full, obviously, a full Korean cast because it was all in Korean. People are like, why can't we do this? If it works here, right. it clearly it can work in English. Like, why totally. can't we do that? And you know, it's just. And you're even seeing now, like, <sighs> all of these, uh, you know, things are coming into American culture now um from other places and they're so popular here like k-pop like just for an example and mm. you know just watching like for asian things like squid games that is like number one on netflix right now it's like all these things are coming into american culture and the americans are eating it up but they still don't want to cast you know like these people as like yeah. something even though it's already mainstream so i, I yeah and exa- again i i think a lot of you know i think you know my friend Caesar Rocha, he uh, used the cast for Telsey and um, Oh yeah, I know Caesar. Yeah, he's like amazing and he's now he's Netflix like a right. yes, he's a huge like huge honcho at Netflix and um he's just like I'm so proud of him. But like I loved that they had him like casting at Telsey and he was like bringing in people of color and trying to do this and change the dynamic. Um and now it's like, you know, I'm just looking at casting teams in musical theater and all of them should have different people of color. Like they should all like the people casting these shows, it needs to come from that because people like them want to see people on stage. So like, Mm -hmm. it's like, I would love to see more Asian people on stage. You would love to see, you know what I mean? More Hispanic Mm -hmm. people on stage. So, you know, if you bring those people behind the table, it would open up a huge new range of talent, I believe, but yeah, I don't work there, but maybe I can one day. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's time to wrap things up with our final segment called now that we know you, since we've gotten a chat with you for the last uh, 45 minutes. Uh, so it's a final grab bag round of questions and uh, we will start with, do you consider yourself lucky? Very lucky. It's literally my screen name. Lucky. If you weren't working in the arts, what would you be doing? Oh my gosh. Don't even ask me. I think that maybe I would either be <laughs> my friends and I always have this conversation, like on text. We're always like, we think it every day. We're like, what would we be if we went in that I'd be like, maybe a cook, a chef. I like cooking. I I'm not good at cooking, but I like <laughs> cooking sometimes. I don't know. I don't maybe ice skater, dentist. Okay. <laughs> ice skater dentist wow what a hybrid yeah yeah <laughs> uh chef is my answer for sure because my dad oh, was good. a chef growing up i'm in a family was he of really cooks. yeah so oh, awesome. and i love cooking now my boyfriend is just lucky him he gets to eat all of my cooking oh um, my god be my boyfriend one day so i, I love <laughs> i love chefs uh if you could be in the revival of any broadway show which would it be um I don't know. Uh, that's a really good. I I would pick uh, at not as one of the Asian guys, but I really really love Thriller Marmelli. Love like mm. it's my what's one of my favorite shows. And what TV show would you want to guest star on? Um, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. <laughs> <laughs> Makes a cameo as himself. Yes. <laughs> uh, and lastly, in ten words or less, what advice would you give to a young actor? Do not let anyone detour you from what you think you should be. Go into the room and be a weirdo. Be mm. a weirdo. Like being a weirdo will get you far, I promise. A good weirdo. 
Right. Within reason, everyone. Within reason, guys. Yeah. Marcus, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Where can people find you on Instagram if they want to give you a follow? Uh, I think it's it's just my name, at Marcus.Shane. <laughs> and you can all follow us on Instagram at Actors with Issues. Give me a follow at Juaniala Official. A big thank you to our sponsor, Anchor, for supporting the show. Head on over to Anchor.fm to get started on your very own podcast, 100% free. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to the show, leave a rating and review wherever you're listening, and catch new episodes every Friday on all podcasting platforms. I'm Juaniala. That's Marcus Shane. This is Actors with Issues, and we'll see you next week.